Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Wednesday morning. We're glad to have joined you at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Stranger's about to get a little bit more money out of Joel. He's going to need more coffee in the coming days. This is his last show of the week, as you know. Uh, he and his lovely wife, Katie, be uh, welcoming Chloe Kate Coleman. Possible that as you listen to this, yeah, it has already happened. Possible. CKC is that what we're going with? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I still haven't decided if I'm. Will I call her Chloe? Will I call her Chloe Kate? I don't know. Pro- probably just depends on CK. Yeah, probably not going that route. No. I don't know. That's a good question. You got you, you got I, time. To I have uh, my my oldest goes by her middle name. So. Yeah, I think I knew that. I think you. Yeah. Um, I have. Like debated the wisdom of naming all three of my children C names. Yeah, you I got a brand th- at this point. I do think that having a a girl is going to help me here, but I'm already calling Cal Cade and Cade Cal half the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, may- maybe with this being a girl though, I-, I won't. You know, I won't be calling Chloe Cade or something. Anyway, once I get old and senile, we'll see what happens. Well, you'll figure it out. You will figure it out. So, and of course, you can always figure it out. When you need to figure things out, you need clarity of the brain. You need caffeine. Our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House will take care of that for you, and they will have been taking care of you throughout all this craziness. So, make sure you stop by today, University Drive or uh, Highway 12. And of course, they have Brupolo in Tupelo. College Corner Store, Joel. You need to start saving more money. <laughs> you got MSU. You gotta. You gotta get some MSU uh, baby merchandise. Well, I bet they've got that down there at collegecornerstore.com. I wonder if they have pink stuff with it. Surely they do. Maroon, white, pink. Yeah. They've got it. Uh, so check them out at collegecornerstore.com. Buy yourself a gift card. Only thirty uh, percent off. I mean, I can't do much better than that. Seventy dollars in uh, gift card purchase buys you one hundred dollars in gift card uh, real money. So. Go to collegecornerstore.com today. Buy yourself a gift card. And you can also check out either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Advantage Business Systems knows... I don't have a a baby-related reference for Advantage Business Systems. Just go ahead and let you know. The business of of babies is is big business. I know that. I've been successful in it. You're you're sort of the Andrew (laughs) Rockefeller of that business. Uh, But... If your business needs to to tighten up a little bit, be a little bit more efficient, you need to talk to the good people at Advantage Business Systems. They have 45 years of experience helping businesses just like yours in the Magnolia State. They've been doing it longer than anybody else. They know the answers that you're looking for. So call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. You know, Joe, we actually we have a topic today before the rumblings. We've got to do a, a positional breakdown. So let's get into that, and let's talk about the running back situation. All right, I, I, I've been talking about it for weeks. I want to make these numbers clear. So last year, Max Borgie, leading rusher for Washington State, 127 carries. Yeah. 
Number two guy for carries was Dion McIntosh. He had 16. Number three guy for carries was Clay Markoff. He had nine. McIntosh also had 17 catches, so that's a total of 42 touches by a running back not named Max Borgie. There is no running back rotation at Mississippi State anymore. Well, here's where I'm going to stop you for okay, just a you, second. You, you convince me otherwise. Is, well, it's not convincing. It's asking a question. Okay. It's asking if the 2020 Mississippi State running back group mm-hmm. is more equivalent to the 2018 Washington State group when Borgie was a freshman. Okay. Because in that instance, Borgie, and I forget the guy's name that was the, first, the top yeah, I think running I can back. I bring it right up here. Uh, but, but James Williams. That that was a little more evenly distributed. You had 122 carries, and you had uh, 72 carries for Borky. And then you had three other guys get carries, but there was only a total of 16 carries between them. So if I if other who was the top guy there? James Williams. James Williams. So what if Kylan Hill is James Williams and Joquavius Marks is is Borky in that situation? I mean, I, I'm not saying that's how it's going to be. I'm just saying if Marks is. The premier talent that he mm-hmm. could be, mm-hmm. that maybe that is a little better comparison than last year. I don't know. Even Either way, we're not talking about a whole... I mean, 72 carries, Joel. We're talking about six carries a game? Yeah. I mean, not yeah. a lot. There is no rotation. You know, if you're the third back, you're not playing. You're not playing much. So, you know, we'll get to that in just a minute. Kylan Hill's obviously the focus. Two years ago, let's look at James Williams. 122 carries, only 560 yards. I would, I will go on the record and tell you that if James, if you give uh, Kylan Hill 122 carries, he's probably going to be closer to 700 yards than 560. That seems fair. Yeah. 83 catches for uh, Williams a season ago. Borgie last year, sort of what we were just talking about. 127 carries, 817 yards. Maybe I'm underselling Kylan Hill. Maybe at, at 127 carries, I should be saying closer to 900 yards. I think he's a better back. And then 86 catches. So a total of 213 touches for the tailback position. That feels like the sweet spot. 210 to 220 for touches is what I'm going to think for Kylan Hill this year. And then on top, and then I would have put him around 14 to 1600 all-purpose yards. If he did 800 and 800, that would that would not surprise me. That that'd be about what you would think. Could he get to 900 and maybe do you know? 700 on the other side, sure. But that that's where I'm, I'm leaning. And then touchdowns. I, I don't really want to make a prediction for touchdowns. It's so hard to predict It is because I just don't know. I don't know what what, you know, what does a goal line Mike Leach offense look like. You know, and I'm not talking about on the five because there's still plenty of room to work with there. What's it look like on the one? I don't know. So That may be a good question for a Saturday media op. Yeah, that's, that's, we got one of those coming up. That, that's where I am with Kylan Hill. And then, yeah, well, I mean, if you're, you're telling me that number two is going to be Jaquavius Marks, could he be is – he, is he more – This you know, we're supposed to talk to Eric Millay, I think, tonight or tomorrow. That might be like a real question. Is he more of Max Borgie 2018 or is he more Deion McIntosh 2019? Which one do you think it's going to be? Uh, maybe it's just because I hear Marks praise so much. Mm-hmm. But – I lean more towards Borgie. Mm-hmm. The only issue here is, I don't, I don't know enough about Washington State and Pac-12 football to to say, but the Williams kid there, I don't know how hyped he was. You know, like I, I right. don't know, I I kind of doubt he was 
on the level of Kyle and Hill where you're like getting all SEC and you know all American maybe even mention I, you know I, I kind of doubt he's on that level so that that's where we're kind of it's kind of tough to say because Kyle and Hill may just be a much better running back than Williams was and uh I I, I don't know and and I don't know how hyped Borgie was coming in so it'd be a sheer guess for me to say but I do know that Jaquavius Marks no matter who you talk to going all the way back to midnight maneuvers has been praised as a freshman Mm -hmm. that kind of like Will Rogers has been here in recent weeks a freshman that's not acting like a freshman kind of thing and and you know whereas Will Rogers case at quarterback you can do that and still never play because you got a KJ Costello in front of you at running back if you do that you're going to get on the field. Yeah. And so we'll just see how, we'll have to see how much. Do you think of the other guys? And I, 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 Cream Walker to me is an anomaly at this point. Doesn't fit this offense at all, in my opinion. You know, 230 pound running back. You know, I just I don't see where he fits in. Witherspoon and Dylan Johnson are both guys that I think can be good in the open field. Do you think there's going to be some sort of, not a lot? But some sort of effort to get those guys involved in the passing game? Some two back sets, maybe? I can't see I can't see that happening a ton. Yeah. Cause I mean you guess I mean, between those guys you just got so and, many and Leach runs some two back. He, he does. does, but it's hard for me to picture those guys getting any kind of statistics of note yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean I, th- I think I tend to agree with you. I just I think they can be good in this offense. You know, and, and next year, next year when Kylan's gone and you've got Marks and, and, I mean, you still have Walker, I guess, at that point. I don't know what his situation. You know, it's sort of funny with, with Kareem Walker. We talked about how he only had one year to play and that was it and he couldn't really, he couldn't redshirt and he couldn't transfer. Well, now he's sort of been given a lifeline. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see Kareem Walker go somewhere else. But. And something else to remember here, too, makes this year different than any other that we've done from a positional breakdown standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't – with contact tracing and COVID tests and all that, you just never know. I mean, you may, right. get, you may get to Dylan Johnson and yeah. Kareem Walker and, and whoever. There could come a time where Kylan Hill's you know, just not available to play. You're, you're not wrong about that, but just in terms of one-two, yeah. you know, that's just what it is. Next year will be an interesting running back competition with, between those three guys, I think. We'll see what happens, though. But I, I, Kylan Hill is poised to have a really big year to really up his NFL profile, I think, because he's going to show how versatile he can be in the passing game. Um, and then we'll see we'll see the first of Jaquavius Marks, who I think is a good fit for this offense, an explosive player, a guy who can take the short pass and turn it into the long game. That's why he was a fit for what Moorhead wanted to do. Moorhead always harped on taking you know explosive plays and you know getting in space, and 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 Marks fits that bill very very good, I think. So very well, I guess I should say. If I want to use correct grammar. Um, could have five seasons of playing time at Mississippi State. Could or could be good enough. He only has yeah, three. Could, could be. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's going to be the Kylan Hill show. There's no question about that. Will he be an All SEC back? I mean, Kylan? Yeah, because he's not going to be a thousand yard rusher. I don't think. And I mean, and it just when you think about voting for All SEC, and you're not a person who really pays that much attention to things. Think about the average All SEC voter. I mean, they're going to see. Okay, he only had 800 yards rushing, and well, I'll tell you what, John though, Emery at LSU had 1400 or whatever. Kylan Hill, and, and not to you know go down the, these roads again, but but the whole flag deal the got him the profile. Yeah, he's going right. he's going to be in people's minds. Yeah, that's a good point. 
That's and and so that that's actually probably going to help his case in that regard because yeah. as people start thinking of SEC running backs, he's going to be up at the top. Um, it is probably going to be tough to. I mean, we'll have to see what he does, but Najee Harris being an Alabama running back, as good as they're going to be, yeah, it'll be oh, tough to. It'll be Najee's one of them. There, there, there's two first team backs. Najee Harris is going to be one of them. Yeah. The question is, who's the other one? And that's the, the good thing, I guess, for for Kylan is there's not really another guy. You know, Zamir White, unpro- unproven at Georgia. You know, Florida's got to find a new guy with Perrine gone. Uh, Auburn doesn't, you know, uh, Booby uh, Whitlow is gone. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Jerry Neely had a good year. But, it, you know, they've got Connor up there. Yeah, they'll and be. They, and they've got. And Plumlee's going to get carries, too. Yeah. Even though he's not going to be the quarterback. So, interesting running back situation in the SEC this year. And Kylan Hill, of course, he's going to have huge numbers, but it's just not going to be rushing yards. And I, I wonder if that's what people look at too much. But I think he's, he's poised for a really big year. Uh, and like I said, I think this is a. He can be what Clyde Edwards Hilaire was. You know, he doesn't have the same talent around him, obviously, but he can he can still get that kind of production. I think, I think. So. I cannot wait. Can't wait to see to it. see if this works. I mean, and I think it will work. Yeah, because it's always worked for Leach. Yeah, but just to see Mississippi State throwing the football 40, 50 times a game. Yeah, I I, I I've been screaming. I know we've been Kyle talking Hill about it. Involved but... in the passing game anyway, because I mean, I know he's a good player. I know he can do things in space. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We'll see it in. Uh, 18 days. 18 days. All right. Let's move on into the rumblings brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget that that food truck is open every weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 11 to 1 for lunch and 6 to 10 for dinner. Burgers, sandwiches, tacos for lunch, and then just get yourself a great steak dinner right there cooked in the parking lot. Food in the parking lot tastes better. It just does. I don't, I can't, I can't explain it. I don't know how, I don't know science. Food, a, food from a truck tastes better. It just tastes better. I don't know why, why that is. It just does. You know, that's why you're, you know, and, and I would say, you know, that's why sometimes food truck prices can be a little exorbitant, but you don't mind paying it. It's kind of like hot, a hot dog or something at a baseball game. It that something better. just makes it better. But the prices are not exorbitant at Welcome Home Beef. So, the, you know, you can, get, you can feed the whole family for a very, very reasonable price. And, of course, if you want to do the cooking yourself, just pop on in, grab a steak, grab some ground beef which we've told you many times is some of the best quality ground beef you're going to find. Or if you're looking to do some long-time cooking out this weekend, hey, grab a brisket. Grab some of those incredible beef ribs. They have the boneless short ribs now. All sorts of great options for you at Welcome Home Beef. Give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and find out why it just tastes good. All right. Are you ready for my piece of dad advice? Yeah, I okay. am. Before we get into the rumblings here, I'm more excited about the advice than the questions. I'll be so I have I have three things for you. First of all, I asked both of my daughters to give you some advice. Yeah. So Aislinn said, as she gets older, things are going to happen. Just just be aware of that. Well, that's why they have a mother. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. The first time you hear that, uh, Mom, I need you in the bathroom. You you're gonna know what's happened. Calcade, we're going outside to play, boys. We're going outside, exactly. Uh, Emily said, "Just roll with it." Well, I'm pretty good at that. All right. So, Emily, so, I, I'm I, I'm on the right track. Here's my advice to you. Right, it's going to come some times where you have to say no. So let's practice that right now. Are you ready? Just go ahead and give me a no. No. Now that didn't sound like when I say it. Right, I'm going to try again. Ready? Say it one more time. No. Let me let me try. You're not hearing what I'm saying here. This is how I say no, especially when my kids were younger. Yeah. When my daughters were younger, this is how I said, are you ready? Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
Just say yes, Joel. <laughs> Just say Once they get to be teenagers or get to, you know, 10, 11, you can start throwing those no's in there. When they're daddy's little princess age, just say yes. Just say yes. It makes it easier. Here we go. All right, our first one isn't, there's no dad advice for you here, but Carson Young, is AEW getting a little overzealous with 50 bucks for one pay-per-view? My WWE subscription is less for a month than their one pay-per-view. The network has spoiled people. That's what pay-per-views cost. You know, that's what you used to have to pay to watch a pay-per-view was 50 bucks. So no, I mean, I don't think that's overzealous at all. That's the price of a pay-per-view, especially with AEW. You're only getting, what, five a year? They're doing it the right way there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm with you, though. It does... When you're scrolling through that direct TV or whatever you got, and you mm-hmm. see that price tag, and you think, man, that's my... That's your whole... That's WWE Network for a year, almost, kind yeah. of deal. Like, yeah. then, then you kind of... But that's the it, difference in that they've made it, you know, they're trying to make... Now, it's difficult now when there's, there's no crowd, right? Yeah. But if that's a sold-out show, I mean, it's, it's a spectacle. And that's how they get you there. I don't think it's overzealous, though. That That is their business model. They don't have a network. Yeah, and, and I mean, I don't watch it, but doesn't UFC charge like 70, 80 yeah, bucks, that yeah, sort of thing? exactly. And they have pay-per-views all the time. All the time. So, Charlie Morgan. If COVID-19 hit before Joe's first year, so it would have been COVID-17... And our season got canceled like Oregon's did, and he had two years to implement his Harvard-level playbook to our offense. <laughs> Do you think the outcome of the next season with the number one defense is any different than 2018? Uh, I think State would have been worse because Jeff Simmons would have gone pro and Montez Sweat. Yeah. And Jonathan Abram. Well, Abram, Abram have, may not have. Because Abram he, made he, his bones he, in the he, season. Yeah, he used that year to springboard up. you would up, lose but. Simmons and Sweat. So the defense wouldn't have been number one, and so you wouldn't have been as good. Even though you had Fitzgerald back for another year, I, I don't I don't see it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Elton Jenkins might have been gone too. So I don't know. Yeah, but the concept is good, but I don't know. Josh Smith, what is USM thinking? I would love to know. I don't know what the, what's going on there. I want to know. I mean, I, I'm interested to see who they bring in here. Like, do, the, do they have somebody lined up yeah. and they know that they can get them? And do so they get a Howland situation, sort of. I mean, I don't think that, but I, why, why? It's just weird, man. There's like, something it, beyond wins and losses happening. There's no question, right? In the middle of a pandemic, after game one, Jay Hobson decides, oh, that's it. Like, you had well, he got six months. Yes. No question about that. So, I, I don't understand, though, if you're going to fire him, mm-hmm. why did one game in the middle of a pandemic decide it? I mean, it, it was a game where you were a two-touchdown favorite, and you lost by however much. It was, but I don't know, man. I, that, that, that whole situation it's to me weird. is still it's weird. incredibly weird. His advice to you is softball is just as much fun to coach and watch as baseball, but you have to coach differently than boys. I, I've never coached it, so I can't. But but as far as watching it and covering it, like as a sports writer, I agree. Like when I the times that I've covered Mississippi State softball and things, it's very enjoyable, fast paced, yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Softball like, is a very like, family friendly. It's sport. like baseball and fast forward. Yeah, yeah. There, nobody's taking stepping out of the box and taking five minutes to adjust everything and spin yeah. it and do the gloves. That's not happening. Good other one from Carson Young. I was a freshman at MSU twenty years ago this fall. What is the greatest accomplishment and biggest letdown for MSU? In that time period. I'll tell you the first two things that come to mind. Go ahead. Accomplishment number one in the country in football. No. You don't think that's the greatest accomplishment in 20 years? In the last 20 years? I thought he meant, like, when during the time period he was at, at school. 
Oh, I thought, okay, I th- never mind. I thought he was talking about like the last 20 years. What's the greatest accomplishment and greatest letdown? Carson, you gave us a very a very vague thing here. All right, read I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. You do yours. I, I got mine from, from my how I read it. You got yours for how you read okay. it. Okay. You go. All right, well, I... I think getting to number one in the country that football... Is, that would be correct, yes. ...would be the greatest accomplishment of the last 20 years, and maybe the biggest disappointment... I hate to put this on a person, but, like, Rick Ray. Oh, I would go further than, than Rick Ray. I would I would say I would say Malik Newman. Ooh, hey, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, we heard so much about that kid for I his mean, whole life. supposed to be Michael Jordan coming Yeah, in. and we didn't get any of that. <laughs> so. For his time in Mississippi State, I'm going to be in four years, right? I yeah. don't know how long he took, but... Number, he got the the biggest accomplishment was that, that fall beating Florida, and then the biggest letdown. Guess what year is this now? It would have been 04 that his, that happened. Oh man! Or 03, it would no no. I, I, I got to take it back. Oh three, the hiring of Sylvester Crew. Oh yeah. Maine would be a good a good call though. All right. Uh, all right, John Cotton. What is your worst sports-related nightmare scenario? Mine is Ole Miss winning the College World Series before Mississippi State. It's a good one. I don't know. Like, I guess if I died, it's not like I'm going to know any different. But like dying before the Braves win another World Series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the Nats winning one had to sting a little last year. It did, but I'd become by the end of that wanting the Astros to lose so much that yeah, it true. didn't hurt as bad as it, it originally would have. And and I will say it was such a weird thing. My my hatred for the Nats is weird now because Harper's gone, mm-hmm. who I just loathed. Although yeah. if he had put on a Braves uniform, I'd have loved him. Right. Um. So he was gone. I love Max Scherzer. Yeah. Um. Last year's Nats team had. And this year's has one or two, but last year's Nets team had several uh, former Braves, and I guess they still do with Anibal Sanchez and Kurt Suzuki, and so I mean there were just guys on that team that I root for, even though I don't like the team. Yeah, and so it was just a weird situation. So it yeah. didn't hurt as bad as I thought it would. Okay, I'm trying to think. Of, I have like a real sports nightmare, you know, because the Dodgers have won World Series, the Celtics, you know, the the the, the Falcons. I mean, they'll never live down twenty eight to three, so I'm not worried about that. And then as far as State Ole Miss goes. I mean, I don't, I don't want Ole Miss to get to Atlanta. I'd like State to get back before they get there, I guess. So, You know, his nightmare scenario outline there, though. Mm-hmm. Would be painful. Just think about that, like if Ole Miss won it, it all in Omaha. Painful. I mean, when they went in 14, I thought they had a chance. Oh, yeah. It was a good team. Their, their best two teams never made it out of regional play or super regional play. The 05 team and the, uh, oh, God, I don't The year they lost to Virginia. And they had Pomerantz. I don't remember. but uh, Kapaya Dog, just some parental advice for you. Always keep a gun and cleaning kit handy for daughter's date nights. <laughs> she walks in the door and you're polishing that thing, they'll, they'll know better. All right, Whit McAnally. We've got some, uh, some, we got some lightning round kind of stuff here. You ready? Yeah. Sun-kissed or country time? Ooh. Uh, I don't like either of those. Lemonade or orange soda, basically. Well, I was going to say, isn't that two different things, basically? It is, but what would you rather have? I'd rather have the lemonade. Okay. Penne pasta or bow tie? Ooh. I kind of like the bow tie. I like I like bow tie, but I like penne better. Depends on what I'm cooking, to yeah. be honest with you. Potato chips or corn chips? Uh, depends on what I'm doing here. See, here's the thing with this, this question. Potato chips you can just eat. You can just eat. Corn chips, Corn chips you need I need salsa dip. or something. You need cheese, salsa, guacamole, yeah. something. Yeah. 
So yeah, but by, by itself, if I if I just chip. have a bag, I, I'm never going to eat chips. a bag of Fritos or Tostitos. Not without not yeah. without something to dip yeah. them in. Yeah, but potato chips you can just eat. A taco or burrito? Oh gosh, I like them both. Um, burrito. I go taco. <coughs> George Strait or Garth Brooks? I'm Garth. I, I like George, but I'm yeah. going Garth. That's fair. Cheer hard for Ole Miss for one game. Or have a case of the green apple trots. <laughs> I mean, you get over the green apple trots, you know, just just go away. Does the Ole Miss win in that game benefit State in any way? You know, that, I don't know. that, that would be the question. For I don't people. know. That's a good. I need more information. I'm going to go with the green apple trots on that <laughs> one. That's a good. But that's a fantastic way of putting it. By the way, uh, his girl dad tip: spend some time with her, just the two of you. I agree with that. True or false from Sheldon Nations. MSU will finish with a scoring defense ranked 10th or worse in the SEC. Who 10th or worse, they're not going to be very good. Ole Miss? State. Oh, I thought, for whatever reason, I thought you said Ole Miss. I was no. like, why was the why were they asking us Ole Miss questions? I don't know. Uh, is it be 10th or worse? Yeah. Well, let's do this here. <clears throat> Who's worse than State? Vandy, Arkansas will definitely be worse. So there's, there's, they're, they're up to, to what? 12th. Missouri, Ole Miss, worse than State? Those are the only – I mean, it's not going to – if you told me that State finished 10th in the SEC in defense, I'm not shocked. Right. All right, so we'll say we'll say true. But they have the upside to finish higher. Because, so. like, Vandy, for instance, Vandy's not good. But I could see them being acceptable defensively. Mason, usually pretty good defensively. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Ed's girl parent advice for you is save your money. One prom dress costs as much as your son's first car, and they only wear it once. You know, I have thought a little bit about that. Maybe that's the dad in me coming out about probably just how much more expensive oh, yeah. girls are. Well, especially you talk about weddings. Weddings. Um, you know, I got two. I don't know how they do it now, but like cheerleading yeah. and that sort of stuff, yeah. if, if she's that, yeah. I think you buy all those hundreds of dollars worth of outfits and yeah. stuff. Like, you know, guys, you play sports in school, they hand you the equipment for the most yeah, part. for the most part, yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, if it's baseball, you may have to buy your glove or something. But If Rick Stockstill, this is from the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program, if Rick Stockstill randomly popped in and brought coffee to me and you during the podcast, how awkward that would that be? I'd tell him to put that coffee down. I mean... Coffee is for closers, Joel. That's why he's bringing us to us. Yeah, well, it's like, well he shouldn't even be allowed to touch the coffee. He can't have the coffee. Rick By the way, you know what I found out today? I think I saw this. That if his, he wins six games. If he wins six games, yeah. his, his contract automatically rolls over. What? Who? I don't know if the agent is a genius or if the athletic director is a moron. It might be both. If you could trade one SEC school to another conference, which school would you prefer to trade with? We're trading Missouri. If, st- if if the SEC could add, yeah, you're getting Missouri. We're getting out. Missouri out. Who they, are they we just adding? don't fit. Um, it'd have to be Oklahoma. When Oklahoma, oh, we're going Texas. big. See, I feel like if we're trading Missouri, we're not. It's like you can't trade Acuna and get a couple of minor league. Okay, right? okay, you got to get an equivalent here. So I have two. One would be North Carolina State, which I would like just because they're actually in the East. But if we were going to do the schedule the right way and make them make it a little more balanced. I thought Kansas State felt like an SEC town when we went there two years ago. I, I really did. It felt like I was in the SEC. They got they got the good bar scene. They're they're into their football. 
I, that, those would be my two options. It'd be pretty cool to bring in Kansas, too. See, because then, I mean, not Kansas, for not for football, it's not great. But all of a sudden, you get that Kentucky-Kansas yeah, that rivalry would be fun, but, every year. But football drives the horse here. We can't, we can't go that route. Because if we're going to do that, might as well bring in Duke. You know, if you're let, – let's don't, let's don't – Trade anybody here? If the if the SEC literally added two schools, who who's the to, who's the top two they would want? Oklahoma. They would want Oklahoma and Texas. Although they've already got A and M, but you know, I'm gonna surprise you a little bit. North Carolina, good in football. They, they raise your baseball pro, basketball and baseball profile. That's a good baseball program. North Carolina would fit in perfectly. Maybe. So you get North Carolina into the east, and then if you could get Oklahoma, that's the one to get. And tell them, yeah, you can. A and M just goes from like you two can be free of Texas. So, uh, last one from the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program: If Mike Leach was a pro wrestling manager during the '80s or '90s, <laughs> which wrestler would he most likely have managed? The first person that comes to me is Mister Perfect. <laughs> just like I don't know, but that said, what about if he had managed uh, the Genius? Imagine the, the promos on that. <laughs> Lanny Pofo. And Lanny Pofo. And, uh, we and got Mike to see Lee. him back in January. We did. We before did. it all went to. Yeah. Only two months later. <laughs> all right. I'm just trying to think. Hey, is there anybody else? else that stands out that. Can you imagine him managing like like Ming? And like, because Ming didn't talk. So he needed a mouthpiece. And he, you know, he always had Jimmy Hart or whatever. That might have been a good thing. You know, the powers of pain. This isn't late 80s, but I'm thinking, you know. Moxley, when he was in WWE as as Ambrose, yeah, had like the lunatic character going on. And yeah. what if he had like, I mean, Leach would have been a perfect guy to be yeah. ca- to cast as like Mox as Ambrose's dad or something, just to be like the no, crazy dad. That's good, actually. I like that. The Rock Kicker wants you to know: the first time you lay eyes on your daughter, you will immediately have a dislike for boys that aren't yours. I already like I've I've already thought about this and yeah. and, and just trying to, even without it's holding true. her or seeing her yet. It makes you see the world different, or like every ever since I realized I'm going to have a daughter, mm-hmm. I've looked at things. Yeah, like immediately my eyes changed on stuff. Yeah. It's weird. It's probably going to get worse. Yeah, Miller Time says you have often said that in order for MSU to be a consistent bowl team, the Kentucky game needs to be considered a win every season. I get your reasoning behind it, but isn't that mindset a bit outdated now? Given the state has shown it's capable of beating teams in the upper half of the West, and Kentucky is no longer an SEC doormat. I think we're past needing them as a win to be a solid program. If anybody needs to be an auto win, it's become Arkansas. Well, Arkansas is an auto win. There's just no question about that right now. But I still think you have to beat Kentucky every year if you want to be a consistent bowl team. You know you're going to beat Arkansas. You feel good about when you're in your four non-conference games. That's five. All right? You can't ever sit here and say the Ole Miss game is for sure a win. Because you just don't ever know what's going to happen. Even there. if they're like three so, and eight, and exactly. <laughs> so you have to find one more game that you feel consistent. You're going to win that game, and Kentucky needs to be it. You out recruit them every year. You should be able to beat Kentucky consistently. Is Kentucky at its ceiling right now? Can they get any? They higher? have a little higher to go. They could become a consistent eight nine win team, a team that loses to Georgia, Florida, and you know either State or their other West team. In a year, they could be a nine. Could they ever get to like eleven and one? No, but they could get to nine, nine and three. I, it kind of to me, maybe I'm giving Stoops too much credit here, mm-hmm. but I don't think he can. I feel like if somebody comes and hires him away, mm-hmm. they would fall right down. They, yeah, I, I feel like it'd that. be like a James Franklin uh, unless scenario. They, they would have to. I mean, they got they got the right coach in there, you know. <clears throat> All right, Kivas Wright, who was kind enough to uh, 
pronounce his name for us in the in the tweet. So I appreciate that. If you have a difficult name to pronounce, please follow this this pattern. <laughs> feel, Keep us right. feel free to give pronunciation. Who do we think the breakout freshman will be on offense and defense this year? Well, there's no question on offense. It's going to be Jaquavius say- Marks. Oh, I, I was kind of think thinking Tulu? maybe Tulu. Between those two? Okay. I think it's between those two for sure. I, I think it's definitely one of those two guys. Okay. Um, and and, then, and I, I just see Kylan Hill, he, he's such a presence that I, I think he's going to kind of overshadow Marks a little bit, whereas I could see Tulu, man, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody over there saying, hey, I'm the alpha dog at receiver, I don't think, or at least, at least from outside looking in. So I, I could see Tulu really shining. So okay. I, I'll, I'll go Tulu. Okay. But you can't go wrong either pick. And then who's your defensive freshman? Ooh. That's a good question because that there's – for a defense that we don't have a lot of, you know, we keep talking about there's there's some problems there. There's not like a freshman coming in that just makes you think, okay, they could step right in and play right away. No, it'd be a secondary guy though. Emmanuel Forbes, DeCambrian Richardson, one of those two. Yeah, one of the two corners. Yeah, that's good. How many years will it be before your baby girl holds her first Braves tomahawk? Years. Is that what I say, said? Weeks. Weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Let's see. By the time you listen to this, like I said, I mean, she may be already on the earth. That picture may so, have been taken already. Yeah, hours. Well, I was gonna say, given COVID restrictions, I don't know if they'll let me drag a tomahawk from the house into the hospital or not. But, um, but at the latest, we should probably have her home by Friday. So, yeah, by week's end. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler Nelson. Over under on six and a half years. Leach coaches at MSU. He's 59. He coached at Texas Tech for 10 years and Washington State for eight. I would go over. He could coach until he's like 68, 69 years old. He just doesn't like the job hop very much. And if he's making $5 million a year, which is just going to continue to go up as he continues to win, why would he leave? Unless something, unless something big opened up and they reached out to him. You know, could Mike Leach be the head coach at Texas? Here's the deal with that. You know, Leach likes to... He's hopped little, down to Key West, and, and yeah, that sort of is Texas, Texas going to let him do that? That's a good question. That's a good so question. So I, I kind of feel like the Washington states and Texas Techs and Mississippi that, states that's that his level sweet spot. That's kind of where I he agree. wants to be, and that's just me from the outside looking in guessing. I don't, but. I don't disagree with you. His advice to you: in between the many cute photos, take some super awkward ones to share at special events like her 16th birthday, wedding, etc. Congrats, <laughs> Joel. Joel, girls are awesome. He's got some really. <laughs> I mean, his daughter is going to feel bad when she sees these pictures. <laughs> I saw the picture. The I did see these pictures. They were right. great. They were like she's like pushed up against the glass yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Dalton Lee wants to know if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Ah, uh, gotten ticked after a Braves game and just went on a rage somewhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> My friends would assume I had committed a terrorist act. <laughs> like I finally tried to take down an airplane. <laughs> Uh, my family would probably think something like you. I just got really angry. I lost my temper and and got arrested for, uh, you know what what is it? It's disturbing the peace. Distur- or yeah, yeah. Why not? And maybe maybe streaking because I have long said that uh, if the Braves ever win the World Series, I'm well, streaking. So that would the be no, no, there's no explanation. There would be explanation. The Braves won the World Series. Joel that's went true. out streaking. So. Uh, the Gulf Coast Dog will State be able to maintain the level of success they have on defense if they continue to recruit this way? Well, the short answer is no. No. <laughs> You know, but the, the long term answer is, you know, I, I need, to, I can't, I can't judge much on this year. It's such a, this is such a bad year in state, 
and it's difficult. The other thing I'm I'm wondering about, by the way, all these guys at states recruited, they're they're not very highly rated, but there were no camps this year. So like the guys who normally evaluate, they get out to the camps and they see these kids, and then they 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 adjust their ratings accordingly. That's not happening this year. So I'm wondering if like some of these kids that are 82, 83, had we had camps, would they be 86, 87s? I don't know the answer to that. But that said, state's defensive recruiting is a little bit of a concern right now, in my opinion. I'll tell you it's why, and I know Mississippi State's always made a commitment, and I think it's a good strategy to have. You got to recruit kind of from the inside out a little bit, yeah. In Mississippi, but but you're going to have some years doing that, where when you prioritize that, the crop's just not there this to have a years. have a fantastic. The highest player. rated defensive lineman in the state is Ty Cooper down at Louisville. He is the 1,249th rated player in the country. I mean, you think about two years ago when Pickering and Byron Young and Jaron Handy and, and Derek Allen, you had like four guys in the top 200. You don't have any of those guys this year. So. Brian McDuff's got some advice for you. He says, be such a great father that your daughter compares every man she ever meets later in life to you. If they don't measure up, she'll kick them to the curb. That's good point. You, you, do, you set the standard for every interaction with a man your daughter will have in her life. Period. So remember that. That's, that's actual good advice. That really is. That's good stuff. Uh, Tony Loper, the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. With all that's been going on, I have no idea. Can you remind me what sports are being played this fall? Which ones have been moved to spring? How do you think that'll work for the ones that got pushed? So, soccer and volleyball are in the spring now, right? The championships are in the spring, I but think. But are they playing? But they are playing some games okay. in the fall. Okay. Because uh, I, I can't remember the specifics of it. I could look it up. But... Softball and, or excuse me, uh, soccer and volleyball, they have some semblance of a fall schedule. Yeah. I, I don't know how they've worked all this out as far as like the championships right. and, and things, but but yeah, because it was three or four weeks, two or three weeks ago, um, the SEC released some of the guidelines for soccer and volleyball, and I think like, um, was it golf, like the fall yeah. portion of yeah, their yeah. schedule? They, they released some of that. So, some of that's going on. It's just going to be, it's going to look a little different and be a little different. Yeah. Uh, Butch Bailey, what non MCU movie character would have been able to wield Thor's hammer? The first one that comes to mind, Superman, I think, would yeah. have. I mean, he was, he was a pretty clean cut guy. Luke Skywalker? Yeah. You know, I would think. Um, I'm trying to think if anybody else just comes to mind right off the bat. Those are two for me. You got anything else? No. Yeah, you know, nobody else just like just like jumps out as they were just a total good guy. Um, the villain in Black Panther, Killmonger, was sort of right from a certain point of view. What makes other what other movie or book antagonist was kind of right? That's what makes a great villain, by the way. Is that they're kind of right? Yeah. See, Thanos is kind of right. Like, look at the planet we live on right now, where population is exploding, but we're not exactly creating. One of my favorite things people say is like, you should buy land because God ain't making no more of it. That's true. We're gonna run out of space eventually. So what do you do? Well, Thanos had an idea. <laughs> they called him a madman. Uh, the Joker. Joker was a little bit right. right. There, everybody has a breaking point. The Joker just accepted his. 
Um, and, you know, some villains are like the penguin. Just, he just wants to be rich. You know, but a really good villain, you know, has has a point of view that is sympathetic. You know, is Darth Vader sort of sympathetic? He just yeah. He just wanted to be with the woman that he loved, and he couldn't have that. And you know, he wanted to be do what he had to do to take care of her, and and he couldn't do it. And he still had that little bit of softness left in his heart. Yeah, he did. So I mean, that's that's the you know that's a that's a good villain right there. Thanos is probably the most obvious one though to me. Is Darth Vader the greatest villain, like the the most notable villain of all time? Of all, t- most notable, yes, in my opinion, yes. The greatest, I don't know, because I feel like the prequel sort of ruined him a little bit. Like when you didn't know what he was at the end of Return of the Jedi, you're like, that's Darth Vader was scary. Then you find out he was just sort of like this petulant teenager. I couldn't get what he wanted, and it sort of it sort of ruined it for me. <laughs> I still love Darth Vader, though. Don't get me wrong. Um, the Mangum Cafe. Will Hugh Freeze ever stop sliding into DMs? I hope not. At this point, no. I hope not. Hope not. Tanner Parsons wants us to compare and contrast State and Ole Miss from a football program. That is a whole show, buddy. That is not a rumblings question. We'll come back to that some other time. Compa- what is it? Compare and contrast the football State- program? Yeah. Between State and Ole Miss? I mean, we'd be here all day. Britt Reynolds, as a fellow soon-to-be girl dad myself, he's due in December. All right. What Congratulations advice- to you as well. i got to give a piece of advice. Well, I mean, you've heard my advice. Just say yes, Britt. <laughs> uh, Brian. From Tyler Heydrich here. At what point is it acceptable to tell your wife to stop buying clothes for your daughter? I get a shipment almost daily. Man, I am sort of lucky, and Joel knows this because I've hooked him up a couple times. That is my my wife works for a clothing company, so when we want clothes, she can just sort of get them. Um, and I've like I said, I've gotten Joel hooked up a couple of times. Yes, sir. As well. Uh, but that said, that's a. I mean, they're going to have something coming in almost every day. From what is it? What is the? Uh, is it Zoo Lily? Or for Amazon, or God knows where. So yeah, just I don't know what to tell you there. I think once you get to the point where you like, when you start putting clothes into something that's not the drawers, when you're like, we have like plastic boxes full of clothes. That's when you say, okay, it's too much. It's too much. Joel is a two and a half year veteran. Here's some advice for you. The only advice I can give is stand back and let the wife handle it. You don't speak that language. You'll understand later. There's something to that, right? <laughs> There's a lot of man. There's you know, speaking speaking Greek over there. I got no idea what's going on. So good point. W. B. Wright. If State had to sit three defensive starters for six games this fall, which four games would you choose to let them play in? You got to play them in Kentucky. Kentucky, Ole Miss. You got to play them in Ole Miss. And then I'm playing. I'm playing LSU. Auburn and A and M. No, I'm playing LSU. LSU you get the be a best one. chance to win. You got to be full strength. Yeah, and then I'd pick one between Auburn and A and M. Yeah, because you feel like you can get you're not, you're Ar- not, Arkansas and Vandy no matter what, right? And you can't get Georgia and Alabama no matter what. So there's four, and then you're saying you give up, let's say A and M, and then what's the other one I'm missing? Auburn, Missouri. You, yeah, Missouri. You feel like you can get Missouri. So yeah. So that well, let's do it one more time. We're, you're playing against Ole Miss, Kentucky, LSU, and Auburn. Yeah, okay. or or A and M, Auburn or A and M. Right there, you go. All right, uh, let's see here. R.J. Sweatman, what is the most innocent statement that you've made that came back to bite you? Well, I made a joke about the Cajun people one time. I don't know how innocent it was, but I thought it was funny at the time. This is out of music just still in my head. Yeah. Oh, man. about you? You got one? You got something you said and somebody took it the wrong way? 
probably because I there are many times, and I, I try to, as I do this show, be somewhat cognizant of what I say with my face in front of a microphone. But there are so many times in my life where I just start talking off the top of my head, and, yeah. and I'm sure I've said something that somebody could have misconstrued or don't take much to offend folks nowadays so i'm sure i've done it at some point he's the dad of two girls joel he wants you to know that crying is a perfectly acceptable form of communication just (laughs) listen and stay strong true story true story so uh lance musgrove got some advice for you here i have three two boys and the youngest is my girl hey i'm right there in the same boat with the cost goes up but you won't mind and be prepared to get emotional as she grows up and hits milestones i didn't seem to do that much with my boys with the daughter definitely when you go to a daddy daughter dance yeah i remember my first one of those so yeah and he's in the same spot i'm in here because not only is is it your only little girl or whatever but she's i don't know what your family situation is here but i mean unless god really surprises us here this is our caboose you know yeah, this is it this is so it. as she hits those milestones it's the last kid yeah, that's hitting those yeah. milestones plus she's baby girl too like the good news for be... you is and lance has this this working for him too is that you don't have to worry too much when she goes to school yeah she's got some she's, protection she's there. gonna have some protection there at all times you know so that's that's a good thing uh, and, and, and i guess too it goes back to the uh advice earlier talking about always have the gun kit ready yeah well i'm also gonna have big brother to the right and big brother to the left there you too. Go. so we're, it's it's not gonna be a yeah you, you're gonna have to earn they, her. they need to be like doing curls <laughs> when the guy comes in they, they got they got like the dumbbells out like hey what's going on you know i'll give you i'll tell you I, the one thing i told my daughter i was like i'd rather you walk in this house with a boy that looks at me and calls my mother a whore than walk in here wearing an old miss t-shirt <laughs> Like, don't you ever in your life bring that boy into my house. Like, I don't care how nice he is. Never. I will not do that. I will not go down that road. I will not spend time with that. No. No, Joel. You make your own decisions on that. I'm just telling you. Rob Hathaway's got a bunch of questions for us. Uh, Being a girl dad is awesome. My best advice when the time comes, get good enough at making a ponytail that teachers don't notice it wasn't mom. I can't. I, I, I... I am not good with the hair. I one time took my daughter up to, when I worked at Papa John's, I took her up to Papa John's and asked one of the girls to make a ponytail for me. It's like, I can't do it. Won't stay. And there was another time she had a barrette a in. Pony, like, man, look, I've never had a girl. I'm telling you, it's, it's more ponytail's difficult. pretty easy, isn't no, it? No, it's more difficult than you think. I mean, it's, it's, you got you to gotta tie that thing I know you got to do it pretty tight. I'm just telling you, I, I couldn't do it. I think I can do the ponytail. And then there was another time where I couldn't... She had like a barrette in or something. I could not figure out how to un- undo it. I had to YouTube it. And like, they, I watched a video and I was like, Oh, there's a clasp right here. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good. Because she had to take a, go take a bath. And I was yeah. like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joel from Rob Hadaway. Any score reports from this weekend's NCAA 14 matchup between MSU and New Mexico... Or is that the sort of thing only a team that's never been to the SEC championship game would do? <laughs> PS ninety nine overall. That was really sad. Really sad that they adjusted the sliders and put. Oh, did you see this? Oh, I saw it. Like, just sim the game, and if you win, that's the one you send out. I'm sure those two teams were probably evenly matched enough that you could have won a game. Just sim it, see what happens, and go from there. It might take a couple of takes, but just do it. 99 yeah. overall. Come on. <laughs> I didn't watch I didn't see a single. I mean, I, I saw I the rating thing, but did did they have did they sim it or did, was somebody actually playing this? I think somebody was actually playing it cuz the final score was 84 to nothing. Oh lord. 
So. Did anybody sit there and watch that full thing, do you think? Oh, you know, somebody did. I'm sure someone did. Uh, was it five-minute qu- Surely it wasn't five-minute quarters to get 84. Well, I don't know. Maybe if, you could. If you play on freshmen and adjust the sliders all the maybe way, so. you could easily win 84 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hadaway, do you think if Hugh Freeze is tricked – by the way, you said Hugh Freeze in this tweet, Rob. Get ready. Do you think if Hugh Freeze is tricked into saying his name backwards, he vanishes his back into his own DMs? That's pretty funny. <laughs> when will the USM fans ever accept that another Jeff Bauer career USM coach ain't walking back in that door, and their best options are always going to be looking forward to the, the guy looking forward to their next job? The sooner the better. There's never going to be a guy like Jeff Bauer who, play, who played there and wants to coach there and is happy and content to coach there for 15-plus years. We joke about it. If you Freeze got offered that job, I don't think do you would. think you would take it? That's a $1.5 million a year pay cut. Is it? Pay him. Is it? Well, that's the thing. Like if if USM offers him good money. And, and, don't, and I don't know what they got to, you know. They don't have to give him $2 million. They But they would need to be like one two five one five. But if they did that, yeah, because you got a better chance of getting back into big-time college football from Southern Miss than you do from Liberty. You just do. And you're an alum. You're an alum. And, and you're in your home state. And all the scandal up there, and you've had scandal before you're Hugh Freeze. Now there's all this new scandal. Maybe you don't want to be a part of that. Maybe you don't want to go through that again. So, might be time to get out. We'll see. Uh, is there any good reason USM should not seek to leave Conference USA as soon as possible in favor of the Sun Belt? We've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. The Sun Belt just makes more sense to them. They have a lot more geographical rivals. It probably would enhance their recruiting. If you tell a South Alabama kid they're going to play against South Alabama every year, as opposed to you're going to play Marshall and you know Old Dominion, I mean, just it, it's a little bit better. I, I would join the Sun Belt if I was them. Will Stanford, girl dad times four here, sir. Wow. Buddy, talk about a glutton for punishment. Not original to me, but so true. I've heard that boys create bonds by working and playing side-by-side with their dad, but girls create those bonds in every conversation. So as she grows, let her know she's special with eye contact, loving care, and lots of prayer. She'll get plenty of prayer in the Coleman household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... What a great question we got coming up here. You got anything to say? No, I just... Uh, it, I'm, I'm listening to all, all these all these things and, and stuff, and it, it just is... I don't know, it's... I'm so used to, to boys, and, and he's right. I mean, e- even now, the stuff that I do outside, like cutting the grass and all yeah. that kind of stuff, the, the, the boys want to be you know, on the lawnmower. They want to ride it with me as yeah. I cut the grass. They yeah. want to be right beside me as right, I weed right. or whatever. Like, and with girls, I mean, not to say that she may not be yeah. somebody that wants to join in that, well, too. But less likely to play catch with them. Yeah, there's got to be different ways to right. connect. All right, uh, here we go. Daniel Montgomery. Since DBs are the secondary, why is the front seven never called the primary? That is an outstanding question. I have question. no idea. That's a great question, though. Robin Olds, would you rather live in a single room that you can only live on to- leave on Tuesday and Wednesday, but you're able to eat anything you want for free, or you live in a regular house, travel the world for free, but you can only eat dog food? Yeah, I'm not eating dog food. I'll just live in the single room. I, I used to have a studio apartment. I could I could get used to it. I mean, if you hadn't said dog food, like I mean, just give me something bland. Like even yeah, if it's like, like vanilla un- pudding, unseasoned rice. Yeah, dog just, food is not. Eating yeah, anything. I'm not eating dog food. But it, I mean, I would. I'm pretty basic. Like I could live on just basic stuff. Yeah, so but if, dog food's not. Happening. Yeah, I'm not eating dog no, food. I agree. 
Uh, our good friend Shane Reed over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse says, being a girl dad is pretty awesome. You get to say, ask your mom about that and snicker because you don't have to explain things a lot. True. <laughs> True story. You need to talk to your mom. Even when I have an opinion, just talk to your mom. Whatever she says, I'll go with. It's just easier that way. It's done. All right. Uh, Justin Strawn, 6.05 a.m. Reasonable. I can live with that. What's tougher? Being a fan of a team that year in and year out has no chance of winning a championship or a team that should win every year but never does. Being a fan of teams that are both ends of the spectrum, being a fan of the team that should win and never does is far worse, in my opinion. I agree with that. Much rather be the plucky underdog that sort of jumps up every now and then than, than the underachiever. Than the underachiever. Who's a good example of that? And let's just in any sport. What's what's one? You know, I'm trying to think. Like Texas, I guess. I mean, they haven't Maybe. won a national title since 2005. I, Georgia kind of came to mind. Georgia's a good choice. Yeah, Georgia's a good choice. Um, Auburn has. I mean, Auburn's won a national title, but I don't know. A and M maybe. A&M's because they really underachieve. They're not even competing for the West. Yeah. So, good call. Uh, I hurt my knee yesterday getting up from the couch after looking for a remote. I'm getting up off the floor after looking for a remote under our couch. Nothing has made me feel quite as old as that. What's something you have done or had happen to you that made you feel the oldest? Uh, I kind of like strained a muscle when I sneezed one day. Back a few weeks. uh, I say a few. It's probably a year ago now. I like had a big sneeze, <laughs> and uh, there was a little tug in my back, and like the next yeah. day it was still there. Kind yeah, of thing. Was, yeah that, that was one one thing. I have uh, recently started sleeping in my recliner at night. Like I'll go to sleep in the bed, I'll wake up and my back hurts. I'll go sleep in the recliner for a couple hours and then come back to bed. That is like peak old man thing right there. Like that stuff my grandfather would do. Yeah, no question. Uh, Mississippi State fans often talk about people who go to Ole Miss having peak Ole Miss names, but only refer to the men. You probably remember me telling you about Corey Peterson, the former Ole Miss football player who lived two doors down from me. His wife's name is Georgette, but that's her middle name. Her first name is Lady. Is Lady Georgette a peak Ole Miss woman's name? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't think I could. I don't think. Did I you see the it. Ole Miss Sigma Nu list the other day? No. Okay, hold on, because we have to talk about this. Bunky Perkins was kind enough to tweet this out. Now, you know what I've always said about Ole Miss names, right? That you have two last names, you've got an Ole Miss name, right? If your first name is a last name, you have an Ole Miss name. This is the list of the Ole Miss Sigma Nu pledge class for this year. Are you ready? I'm only going to read the important ones. Okay. Although one of them is Jerry on Ely. So, here we go. Anderson DeWitt. Bailey Shivers, Bailey Hughes, Born Healy, spelled like the Born Supremacy, B-O-U-R-E. That's his first name is Born. Chester Nad- not Chester Nadalowski, Cooper Hathaway, Davis Lane, Stone Tosh. Uh, I'm not making this next one up. Dunn Fruge. His first name is Dunn. D-O-N-E. Like, I'm done with that. Dunn is his name. That's the boy's name. Uh, Gavin Dick. Grant Sasser. Joel is losing it over here. Harrison Stewart. 
Harris McLemore. Talbot Fletcher. Uh, down to the bottom half here. Teal Saloom. His name is Teal, like the color. Uh, Miles McCuller. Payne Morgan. Tell me Payne Morgan doesn't sound like a WWE enhancement talent. <laughs> right. uh, Tanner Golden. Holmes Maley. Walker J. Peterson. The J is not an initial. It's J. J. -Y. J -Y. Walker J. And then I saved the best for last. <laughs> I can hardly say it. Tondarius Stallion. <laughs> what I said was to, to Bunky, I said, don't if you had told me that Tondarius Stallion was the early working name for Roman Reigns, I would have bought it. <laughs> World, world heavyweight champion Tondarius Stallion. I'll buy that. Sure. Wow, those are what, real names, all of them. What is the uh, what's the Mississippi State equivalent? What if there was a list of Mississippi State two first names? Okay, Billy Joe, Jim Bob. That would be a <laughs> a stereotypical Mississippi State name. So there you go. I mean, there's Joe Frank Sanderson, one of the most ri the richest yeah. MSU alums, but he got the typical MSU name. So that would be it'd be it's two last names for Ole Miss, two first names for Mississippi State. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it really like it, I know it just has to do with the image of the university, but as you go through that list, like you can just see sweater vests or like just some kind of oh no, like, I see no. like croquis, uh, costas, you know, uh, deck shoes with no socks. Um, you know, and then I see them at the Grove in the red pants with the bow tie. I see it all. The the swoop, haircut, everything. I asked, uh, plugging another show here, but my uh, Behind Enemy Sideline show with Nate Gabler. Yeah. Uh, I asked him this past, we did overrated and underrated in the SEC. Mm -hmm. I asked him if the Grove wasn't just a smidge on the uh, overrated and side. And he said? He said he loves the Grove. Oh, God. And, just, okay. and he's not really an Ole Miss guy either. He's just, yeah, you know, okay. So, so I, you know. All right. So I did, uh, I did pose the question. Jason Neal Galt. <laughs> By the way, I can't, I can't believe there's not a Tondarius Stallion burner account yet. Uh, I actually did see Roman Reigns before he was Roman Reigns. Yeah. He was leaky. Yeah, well. L-E-A-K-E-E. -E. Don't tell me that Tondarius Stallion wouldn't have gotten over. <laughs> it would have. Uh, with our offense being the only air raid in the SEC, will we possibly get an advantage like Georgia Tech used to get being on the only triple option team in the ACC? Well, the difference is everybody runs some air raid concepts. You know, at George, last year LSU was an air raid team, in my opinion. Um, but everybody has those concepts. Nobody has triple option concepts. Nobody else is getting in the in the eye bone or the full house like that on a consistent basis. What's your favorite Batman moment in any media? Gosh, it may be from some of the Arkham games. The games are good. Um. Uh, him bringing the Joker out in Arkham City, mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. Like he was like holding the Joker. Oh, wait, wait, at the end, yeah, where they you know, they replicate that painting. So yeah, that's that's not a bad choice. That was I, I don't know if that's it if that's my answer, but that came to mind. Yeah, for me, it's it's probably the the scene in the Dark Knight of the interrogation, the first time they're face to face in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably it. Your favorite wrestling swerve of all time. Mm -hmm. 
There's so many. <sighs> yeah. Rollins? No, nah, it's not my favorite. Um, Hogan? Right now, as I sit here and think about it, that's the that's the leader in the clubhouse. I'm trying to think if there's anything that... Austin turning heel and aligning with McMahon, while that ended up, they should have never. Work, done, they should. Yeah. They shouldn't. Have, it shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But the build up to that and like the way it was, mm-hmm. I mean, all that was like, I've got to beat you, right? Like, yeah. They kind of tele, not telegraphed it, but well, they told you it was gonna. Something they they kind of told you that he was desperate to win that match, and then for him to align with McMahon, who yeah. for well, when the that, rock, that moment was. What about the Rock going heel? At that Survivor Series, yeah, the corporate champion. That's a good. One. You want to know what mine is? It's it's a little more obscure, but I, but it, it crushed like nine year old me, and I remember it to this day. What's that? So on Mid South Wrestling, my favorite tag team was Jake the Snake and the Barbarian. Now this is not the Barbarian that wrestled the Powers of Pain. I'm not sure who he became, but he was a really tall dude. He and Jake the Snake were this great heel tag team, but they turned face. So. There's a thing where Jake comes out to confront the Nightmare, Danny Davis, and Lord Humongous, who was Sid Vicious in a hockey mask. And so they start beating up Jake. And the Barbarian runs into the the ring. And I'm like, oh, here we go. The Barbarian versus Lord Humongous. This is going to be awesome. And they're nose to nose. And the Barbarian turned on Jake the Snake. And I was devastated. I was like, no! I, this is still, I think, wrestling's real, Brian. Yeah, and that my that was that it's it stuck with me to this day. You can't, I can't find it on YouTube anywhere. Anyway, I've looked. I would love to watch that moment again. I mean, I was livid. So that's good. It's good stuff. What what what, what program was this on? Mid South Wrestling. Is it that's is it on WWE Network? Don't they have some Mid South? It might be on there. I could go looking for it. I guess. Yeah. That was my Saturday afternoon. Was you know after cartoons, Mid South came on with Jim Ross and Cowboy Bill Watts, and those were the good days. He got some advice for you. Does Jason Neil Galt? Me and my daughter like to watch wrestling and comic book movies just because it's more popular for boys. Doesn't mean girls can't like them as well. My daughter Aislinn and I go see every comic book movie that comes out. She loves them. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't yeah you don't have to yeah you don't have to treat them that differently. Oh, I thought another swerve. Okay. The uh, reveal of the higher power. That, that, that was, was a letdown to me. It was a letdown, but it was still kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just, maybe time looking back on it just yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah. The promo Austin cuts right after that, though, <laughs> where he's like, you're up there with your little 25% chump change. I got 50% in my back pocket. <laughs> Love that. Uh, here we go. Yeah, this Rob Hadaway talking about the uh, the Rick Stocksteel thing. We already brought that up. Kevin Birchville says, you need to learn how to say, don't tell mom about this. I have I have used that many times. There, there are many times. There are things that my wife does not know that she doesn't need to know, and thankfully, she doesn't. I think that applies to uh, children of of all. all, all uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't have to be a girl. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, this guy who I can't pronounce this, Tichafunkti. I don't know. No pronunciation. Yeah, it's not a real name. name. It's just uh, I don't get it. Uh, does having a running back like Hill change Leach's play calling when inside, inside the ten? Ask the same question we were asking earlier. What is the red zone, and not even red zone, but like really close to the what's goal line offense for Mike Leach? My guess here is it doesn't change it all that much. Doesn't change much. I don't know. 
Uh, Alexandra Watson. The other day I saw an ambulance at the convenience store that was not on a call, and I wondered if the ambulance witnessed a wreck while out. Would they stop and help, or would they have to wait to be dispatched? I would think that they would just get over there and help. Don't you think? Yeah, I I wouldn't think they would sit there and watch people... Like, if there was somebody outside the car bleeding and nobody had called yet, I got a feeling they would probably stop and, hey... Yeah, can we help out here? I agree. Did you did you watch the game last night? Uh, I, I had it on. I didn't. didn't okay, I wouldn't so consider myself. This question watching is sort it. of about that, but but from the Boson Bulldog, just wants to, rem- uh, Joel, just remember that you're an example of what a man is to your daughter, and buy lots of extra ponytail holder holders. Those come in handy. Andy Atkinson. I don't know if anyone will bring this up with Joel, but with boys during road trips between gas stations, you can just pull over for the side of the road for you a sure pee can. break. How do girl dads handle this? We've pulled over on the side of the road. Okay. You it's know. good to know. You just gotta, I, I, I think the term my wife likes to use is just shake it dry. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I, don't, I don't know exactly how that works, but yeah, you can stop. That said, we stop a lot more than probably you would with the boys. So uh, this might be it. No, we got a couple more here. Oh, we got a few more here. Okay. Leroy Jenkins wants to know, would you rather have a cat's brain in a dog's body or a dog's brain in a cat's body? I mean, if you're talking about what I'd rather have as a pet, I'd rather have the dog's brain in the cat's body because cats are just jerks. But if I, you're asking, like, I'm the animal, I'd rather have the cat's brain in a dog's body because you're a bigger animal, but and you you're smarter. Yeah. Um, what pet peeve do you wish you could ignore because it hampers your enjoyment of life? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, that's the thing about pet peeves, right? You do ignore them, so you can... In- well, I mean, no. I'm trying to think, is there anything in life that I just can't ignore? Well, I mean, it's saying, like, you wish I wish I didn't get upset about this. Because, I, you know, it bothers me. Even though, it's not, I'm not saying it affects your ability to live your life. I am saying, though, that, like, you see this and you're like, oh, I just get mad when I see that. Mm-hmm. Something that comes to mind is something we did a show about the other day. It bothers me that people can't let other people have their own opinions. That's a good one. I everything has to be either this or this, and if it's not, you're a jerk. Like I hate that. Like we can we can think differently and still be good humans. This this uh, this job has helped me. I used to be so like, if sports went wrong, I would just get angry, and now that I can't do that, I, it, it's helped a lot on other sports. So I'm not I'm not as bad a sports fan, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. That might be it. The Braves uh, lose. I'm in a bad mood till the next. Like right now, I'm in a, yeah. I'm not in a great mood because they played a crappy game yesterday and lost to the Marlins five to four. Not in a great. They got to beat about the that. Marlins. They're, they're tied with the Giants. Yeah, I hope they do today. Uh, last one from Leroy. Does M.M. Roberts Stadium have a suite capable of accommodating a hospital bed? Yeah, well, they're going to build one. We'll see. All right, we got a lot of advice here from the Mac Banks fan club. He's a five-time girl dad. Brutal. Seems like you would know. You would know. Buy packs of 20 ponytail holders and keep them in your car. Smart. Okay. A brush is a bonus, but knowing how to barehand a blow ponytail is a dad's best friend. It's quick, easy, and makes you look like you sort of semi-know what you're doing, which, of course, you don't. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> There's a reason the phrase daddy's girl is used. Let the wife have the boys when you can embrace the sweetness that is a little, little girl loving her dad. You may have to dance. You may have to wear a nail polish, but there's nothing like it in the world. Ages zero to eight, sweetest little girl in the world. This is very true. And uh, He's got older, so 
I can I can only give you to where I am. Nine through eleven tears and drama filled tween roller coaster stage. Yes. Twelve through seventeen, no advice will help. Just do your best to stay out from in between mom and daughter as they hash it out. True. Eighteen to twenty-one, where did she go? Twenty-two plus, dad, I'm back. Let's be friends. So yeah, that that, that sounds right for me. And that is it for the day. So Joel. Good luck to you and your family as you grow by one. We will uh, talk to you again Sunday afternoon, I believe. And uh, we will, uh, yeah, we'll be back to business then. I'm excited. You should be. Like, you have another kid. A little girl, too. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what, one thing, though. Uh, and I think some of this came out after, you know, I don't want to bring tears out of you or anybody listening, but I think oh. some of this came out after Kobe passed away unexpectedly some of the girl dad stuff yeah 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 that started coming out and there were some things that after that that almost was like if you if you never get to be the father of a girl then you're not really a father kind of deal like i don't i don't don't buy that at all either but and that's not i didn't read anything that said that there were some things that was almost like uh you have to have a girl kind of deal there is no way in in the world that uh, this child's going to be loved any more than her big her brothers uh so I guess I just say all that to say, uh, man, if being the dad of a girl is as uh, gut wrenching is the wrong word, but like your heartstrings are even more wrapped up in that in any way, I can't imagine. Because, uh, you know, two boys, you'd run into a flaming house for them, wouldn't think twice about it. You know, you add a girl to that mix. And I don't know. I, it's amazing how your heart just keeps expanding. And I guess here we go. There you go. Going to expand a little further. Appreciate the advice today, guys. I've actually, uh, I I intend to go back and uh, kind of like screenshot some of this. Good call. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'm going to do that. And uh, here in a year or two, maybe we can revisit it and we'll see how good I'm doing with, with a little girl. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. May have somebody with me. I don't know yet. Uh, we'll figure that out. And then for sure, we will be, uh, Joel will be back with us all next week as we get closer and closer to football. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. father of three. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I carry my life around with me in a see-through bag and you siempre me preguntas que por qué estoy enojado. Diferentes caras, etapas diferentes y los mismos que me odian dicen que son mis parientes. Bato, 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 how you make this get down? Man, what the one is in love with the ones who break the sound? Who they pulling tricks like the David Copperfield? So let the thunder spill on the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.